We hear questions like these all the time. Can TSR injury law help me if I'm hit by a driver with no insurance? Yes. How about if not enough insurance? Yep. If you've been injured, it's TSR time. Call us today for a free consultation at 612-TSR-TIME. We've been spending quality time together at Vikings practices. We've seen a few things. We've also had some interesting conversations. Let's get into all that here on Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider, part of TalkNorth.com. Our producer is Brianne Burdett. I'm Jim Suhan from the Star Tribune. The star of the show is Jeff Diamond, former Vikings general manager, former Tennessee Titans president, former NFL executive of the year. Uh, before we get to a lot of very specific topics, I'll just ask you in general, what, what have you taken away from your time out at uh, out at the facility? Well, I think that there's a really positive attitude, which which is really always the case this time of year, even even under Zimmer. <laughs> it, it, there, was all, there were always good vibes in the spring and everybody's optimistic. It, it's similar to when I'm sure when you attend spring training with baseball teams, it's, there's always that positive attitude and feeling. And but it seems a little more loose around there this year. And certainly they're getting their work done and concentrating and all that and it was interesting to hear Kirk Cousins talk um, in his little media session that you and I attended the other day at OTAs and, and he was talking about the learning process and spending time with flashcards to memorize the play calls and and just how much things have changed in the system that O'Connell, Kevin O'Connell has brought basically Sean McVay's system from the Rams that that Kirk was working under sort of in Washington five years ago. And he, and he was talking about how many, how much things have changed in those five years. So it kind of interesting to hear that conversation and, and then just some of the general talk about what's going on there with the learning process and guys coming back from injuries, such as Irv Smith Jr. And Daniil Hunter and Darius Smith. And, and a guy I, I talked to a little bit after practice, BC Johnson, kind of an afterthought coming into the season, a lot of people felt. But let's remember, he was a pretty good player uh, back before he hurt that ACL. And and back in 2020, the COVID year, when, when Thielen was out, he had a big game with seven catches against Carolina. And so he and he looks like he's come along really well and, and he's excited. And, and I think he'll definitely be in the mix. Part of the excitement of training camp, of course, as we both know, are, are some of these battles for, for positions, for roster spots. And there may not be that many starting positions open on this team. Certainly right guard is going to be up for grabs. Between Chris Reed, Jesse Davis are taking the first team reps right now. Does Wyatt Davis, last year's third rounder, come into the mix? And then the second rounder this year, Ed Ingram. That's going to be interesting to watch. I think just the, the overall wide receiver situation with BC coming back, and, and I, I spent some time with K.J. Osborne after practice talking with him. And he's in a lot different situation this year. <clears throat> kind of fascinating from his perspective that last year he, he came in after <clears throat> a very kind of lackluster rookie season. And, and he emerged in training camp last year, won the, the third receiver position, 
but the expectation was that the Vikings were going to go more two tight end offense last year going into the season. And then, of course, what happens, Earth Smith Jr. gets hurt, and Tyler Conklin is really the only veteran tight end, and they start shifting to a three wide receiver, more three wide, wide receiver sets because Osborne came on and was that good a player and ends up with 50 catches on the season, seven touchdowns. So <clears throat> kind of fun to talk to him, and, and he's in a lot different position going into the season because he doesn't have to worry about making the roster. He's really pretty much solidified as the number three receiver, and now he can look to try to build on that and become a more of an impact player in the NFL. Yeah, I think the uh, how they use receivers, how the, the third receiver, the second tight end, C.J. Hams can be really interesting because they have a lot of options there. And, you know, what I like about what I've heard from them philosophically since they arrived is that, you know, they point out that they used their third tackle uh, in some alignments last year, not because they're trying to really fool anybody, but because he was one of their better players. They thought he should be on the field. Well, you know, Ham's a good player and Osborne's a good player. B.C. Johnson's a good player. Uh, Irv Smith's a good player. You know, they have they have, do have options for for multiple uh, formations. Yeah, and, and I think just that quality depth is really important because we know injuries are going to happen in the NFL. And, and so I, I think the receiver position <clears throat> looks very deep. And think about a guy such as uh, Amir Marset, last year's fifth rounder, came on towards the end of the last season, and he's got speed. And then they draft Naylor uh, this year. Also a, a fifth rounder, and and so all of a sudden <clears throat> the receiver position looks pretty loaded. And Ernier was a sixth round pick, but but you, of course you start from the premise that you've got <laughs> Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, one of the best pair of receivers. You throw Osborne in there, and they have one of the best trios. And then with the depth that that BC Johnson can bring, Amir Marset can bring. Naylor is a draft pick. Dan Chisna is going to be in the mix because he's a one of their better special teams players. And of course, we know those last few roster spots. It's it's really important to be a good special teamer. So yeah, I think training camp is shaping up to be interesting. We know it's going to be a battle at the corner position, uh, potentially uh, between Andrew Booth Jr. and Cam Dansler for, for a starting role, and and uh, Shandon Sullivan as as the nickel or slot, slot corner, Patrick Peterson, of course, established, and and then see how the battle shapes out at, at the second safety spot between the first-round pick, Lewis Seen, and Cam Bynum. I think even even looking to the third running back position potentially is an interesting training camp battle. When you look at Wang, Wang Gu, who I think really showed some really good stuff last year, and he's a, a great kick returner, we know that. And then Ty Chandler, uh, fifth-round pick this year, and he, uh, he looks like he's got some ability too. So I, I think it's going to be a fun training camp from that perspective, and I'm sure the coaches are excited to be able to have these potential position competitions that are shaping up while also having a pretty competitive roster overall. We're going to be talking about uh, Herschel Walker. We're going to be talking about gun control. We're going to be talking about Colin Kaepernick. We're going to start, keep going the show, uh, talking about uh, some positional battles and some lighter NFL topics. We will get to the heavier stuff later. We do want to thank White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com, and TSR Injury Law. We just did a John Krasinski show from their new offices down in Bloomington. Uh, their business is doing great because they take such good care of their clients. 
do you see any positional battles along the defensive or offensive lines? Yeah, I think definitely right guard. We, as I mentioned, Chris Reed and Jesse Davis, the two veteran free agent signees, are alternating a first team right guard right now. Ole Udo was the starter there last year, and maybe he'll, he'll be considered more of a swing tackle, backup tackle, and he can and he can swing inside. And then you've got, as I said, Wyatt Davis, the third round pick last year, Ed Ingram, who I think they hope wins the job eventually as a second round pick this year out of LSU. And so right guard definitely is a probably the only spot up for grabs on the offensive line. However, I would say that I think they're going to be looking to see if some of those guys or one of those guys can step up as a potential long-term center if they decide that Garrett Bradbury is not going to be coming back after this year. They did not exercise his fifth-year option, and we know the difficulties he's had when he's run into some of the better defensive tackles, the bigger guys inside uh, in the past. And and so I'd like to see them potentially groom, maybe maybe it's Wyatt Davis, for example, or or it could be Reed or Dave or, or Jesse Davis that they can groom to be a, a potential center because I, I'm just not convinced that Bradbury's got a long-term future here. And I think on the defensive line, yeah, I, I think there's there's some pretty good depth inside. And, and when you when you've got obviously Tomlinson and and the uh, and Harrison Phillips as potential guys inside and then you add Armand Watts who can play inside or outside in, in the three four and the coaches were talking about him this week and his ability and, and he came on last year had five sacks and and looks like he's a, he could be a, a a rising player for the for the team I think the outside relief pass rushers that's going to be an interesting competition too because we know that Zadario Smith and Daniil Hunter are the two guys they want to start on the outside in the 3-4. But then where does DJ want him? Is he going to be the the, the swing, swing guy to re, kind of help give those guys relief? Kenny Willekes did some good things last year. And, and so they've got some decent depth at a lot of these positions. And so I think that's, that's a positive as they kind of get through this OTA period, head into the the mini camp, the mandatory mini camp coming up, I think it's June 7th, and, and then they'll dismiss the players and bring them back for training camp. So I think things are shaping up pretty well for the, for the team. But again, as we said, everybody's optimistic this time of year. <laughs> but I, I, do think, I th- do think the talent level has risen on this football team. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, hey, let's have a thank White Bear Lake Superstore, whitebearlakesuperstore.com, our longtime sponsor. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Always happy to talk about the White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC, and my longtime friend, the owner, Paul Rubin, his general manager, Charlie Gattrell, their fantastic staff, Minnesota's number one volume Buick GMC dealer, six years running with the best selection and with their super friendly premium team. Check out that great website, whitebearlakesuperstore.com and you'll see 0% APR offers on most GMC and Buick SUV models, including the stylish Encore GX and a terrific offer on the 2022 GMC Sierra 1500 limited crew cab model with a $750 purchase allowance for current Buick or GMC owners and lessees. And don't wait, reserve your all-electric super truck 
the Hummer EV. The Wiper Lake Superstore also is a Quigley 4x4 van superstore, and they are a certified elite dealer. Only 7% of GM dealers make the cut, so visit in person at 3900 Highway 61 North in Wiper Lake or online at wiperlakesuperstore.com for all your vehicle needs and the premium experience. Buick GMC, we are professional grade. Thanks also to TSR Injury Law. We did a show with John Krasinski at their new offices down in Bloomington. They have the top two floors. It is beautiful. They were able to move into those spacious digs because they win so many cases for their clients. They don't charge their clients unless they win their cases. All you need to remember, if you need their kind of help, 612-TSR-TIME, 612-TSR-TIME. Once again, a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod. We recommend subscribing your favorite podcast app to your favorite shows across the network. It's the easiest way to listen. It is also free. Uh, we've added Dave Lee from WCCO fame. Uh, we've added Mike Grimm for the Go and the Go Gopher podcast. We keep adding uh, really cool names. We have tons of good outdoor content. Thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. We do rem- we do appreciate it. Hey, uh, what do you think is going to happen with Dan Snyder? Well, I, I hope what happens is that the owners get together and vote him out of the league. I, it's, it's a it's a difficult thing to happen. I'm not sure it's ever happened in the NFL that I can recall, certainly in my experience. But I, he, he's just a he's a bad owner. Let's face it. And and I, I think he's a guy that between the all the sexual harassment allegations and and all the things that happen in the organization, it's just. I think he I think he needs to sell that football team. I know he doesn't want to that that he's uh, he's so entrenched there. And I, I just think it's he, he's a guy that that to me is not really worthy of, of, of being involved with the NFL. And the rumblings at the league meeting, I think this week and, and over the last couple of weeks, discussion has been more and more owners are talking about it, that they may try to band together. I don't expect it to happen, but I think it should happen. And I think that would be a positive for the league. And I kind of, I have my own personal ax to grind with him anyway, Jim. Back, I'd say about, oh, maybe 2006 or seven, he he brought me to Washington and interviewed me uh, to become a president president of, of the then Redskins and he brings me into his, his, his palatial estate. And I, I've never really told this story publicly, brought me into his palatial estate and interviewed me for about six hours. And, and I leave there and I, I wait one week, two weeks. And I finally call, leave a message like, Hey, what's going on? Cause of course, when I left, he said, Oh yeah, we'll get, I'll get back to you. Never heard from him again. Mm. <laughs> after spending flying to Washington spending six hours with him and and I'll never forget one one part of that interview he brings out this big notebook and he says this is how I do the salary cap I said Dan I said Dan you're the owner why are you worried about the salary cap you should be hiring people like me to manage the salary cap for you and that was kind of a red flag right there and and I also had had talked to him by phone before I, I took the job as Titans president. And at that time, the Titans offer was certainly much better as a president and COO. But even then I was thinking, I'm not so sure about this guy. Seems kind of very too much hands-on for an owner. 
And so, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not a big fan. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, you have good taste. Uh, speaking of taste, I wrote about Herschel Walker this last weekend, and Herschel continues to say uh, ridiculous and nonsensical things. Uh, he's also has a history of domestic violence. Uh, I, I, I'd like to say I can't believe that he is actually going to be a candidate for U.S. Senate, but I mean, that's the world we live in right now, where Herschel Walker can 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 not only do evil things, but continually demonstrate that he has no grasp of any issue, and yet he's popular in Georgia because of football. Yeah, it's really kind of incredible when you think about our old friend Herschel and winning the Republican primary in Georgia for Senate. And Georgia's got to be the most messed up state politically in the country when you think about people like what's Marjorie Taylor Greene. Did oh. I get that name right? <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully we'll need to remember it very much longer, but yes, you got the name right. Yeah, exactly. And and just, I heard an, him, Herschel, in an interview after winning the, this, uh, or, or before the, the primary, and he actually said that Donald Trump never said that the election was stolen. <laughs> I, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh. He only said it a thousand times. And and so it's it's just typical of what kind of alternate universe are you living in, Herschel? And I, I hope for the sake of the people of Georgia and and our country that he's not elected to the U.S. Senate because he clearly is not qualified. No, good lord! I mean, the guy couldn't even figure out the Vikings' offense. We're going to put him in charge of uh, an entire state. Good lord! Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, another topic I wanted to get to: Colin Kaepernick, as we speak, is planning on. Uh, working out for the Las Vegas Raiders for a backup position. He said he is willing to take a backup position in the NFL. Uh, so, obviously, I think that's a good thing that he's working out. I would love to see him back in the league. But from a football standpoint, what does the layoff do to him? Is, it, is, is there any positive to it? Is it all negative? Yeah, I don't think it's positive when a player hasn't played in five years. Yeah. And it's – I think it may be even unprecedented that he would come back after five years. We we know there have been players such as Jim Plunkett in the past and that have come back after missing a year or two and have had success as a quarterback. And he is only 34 years old. And as you said, I, I hope he gets signed. And I, 34 years old is clearly not too old when you think about the Bradys and the Staffords. And, and that's what uh, Kirk Cousins is, whatever, 33, 34. And so... I'm sure he's kept himself in shape. I think that there's a good chance he will get signed because when you look at the other guys backing up Derek Carr right now, Jared Stidham and Nick Mullins, they're, they're no great shakes. And I think Kaepernick's probably better than those guys. And he's got uh, the, the Las Vegas offensive coordinator, Mick Lombardi, was an assistant in San Francisco when Kaepernick was there. So I think that bodes well for him as long as he works out pretty well. I think he's got a really good chance to get signed, and I hope he does. I think it, it would be good for, for the sport, uh, for a sport that, that has all the unfortunate publicity from time to time with guys like Deshaun Watson and, and the HBO Real Sports episode this week, which was fascinating to watch and, and, and certainly did not look good for Deshaun uh, with, with the two women speaking up. But I, I've always said – that really in this league, 90, 95 to 98% of the players are, are really good guys doing good stuff off the field. And, and we see it in our agent group. We see guys like Armand Watts, who we represent, did a, 
an appearance this week with with a, a charitable organization. He's got a big football camp coming up in his, his uh, hometown of St. Louis uh, in June. Adam Thielen does terrific things off the field all the time. And, and so it's, it's, just, it's sad to me sometimes when you, when you hear about the Deshaun Watsons and, and, and you certainly can't put Colin Kaepernick in that boat. He's a guy that talking about social justice, that's a whole different animal than what we're dealing with with some of these other guys such as Watson and and I think Colin Kaepernick deserves to be signed and I hope he is signed. I agree with you. Uh, do you did you ever wonder if the Vikings would bring him in or did you ever think the Vikings should bring him in? Well I think maybe at some point they should have. I think I think he's I think he's potentially a, a better player than Sean Mannion but I, I think the coaches are intrigued by Callan Mond and hearing, and I know you spent some time with Wes Phillips, the new offensive coordinator the other day, and he was talking him up a little bit. O'Connell's been talking him up a little bit, saying he's picking up the system well, he's studying hard, he's got some ability. We know Zimmer got down on him last year and didn't even want to play him at the end of the season in a meaningless game. And, and so from all those perspectives, I don't see Kaepernick being in the mix here. Perhaps at one time he should have been. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, we are, we're a sports show. We are a sports and outdoors and variety uh, network. We don't always get into uh, the real world. Sometimes we provide distractions from the real world. But I want to give you the opportunity if there's anything you want to say about, uh, about the shooting in Uvalde, Texas, which is just, you know, I mean, the amazing thing, Jeff, is by the time we start talking about one shooting in America, there's another shooting. Uh, there, there, there's a mass, there are mass shootings constantly. My wife is a principal. Uh, you know, she's, you know, people, people, teachers and students and principals actually live in fear in America. It's a stunning thing. Yeah, it's 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 a horrible thing. I think it's it's so sad. And I've got I've got grandkids in in uh, in school and and heading to school and just so, so sad to, to see the state of affairs that, that, that there is that fear. And I, I would first say that, that obviously gun control is something that, that has to happen. And when you think about our country versus other countries and where, where the gun control laws are so much more stout and they don't have these kind of, these kind of mass shootings and especially school shootings and, our, our politicians who kowtowed to the NRA, they've got to be voted out. And, and those that are opposed to expanded background checks, they have to be voted out. And, and yes, they can make the statement it's about mental health and all this and that, but it's also about gun control. And 18 year olds should not be able to go out and buy assault rifles, I'm sorry. That should never happen. And so from all those standpoints, and the other thing I would say is, I think it's great to see pro sports coaches such as Cheryl Reeve, such as Mike McCarthy, Steve Kerr, speaking out on this subject and, and speaking very passionately about it. I think that's fantastic that they're doing that. And I, I guess my hope is that it just doesn't become what's happened in the past, going back to Newtown and all these other shootings that people talk about it, people get upset. And then in another month, it, it it's a back burner and it goes away and the NRA goes on and, and the gun sellers go on and so, something's got to change. And, 
it's just too much. Every country has people with mental health issues. Every country has people who play video games. Every country has, I mean, all the excuses have nothing to do with what happens in America. Uh, when New Zealand, when Australia, when Scotland, when many other countries had a school shooting, they just shut it down. They shut down the ability of people to get uh, weapons of mass destruction. They shut down the ability for people to get automatic weapons uh, without background checks, without, you know, I mean, it, we're the only country. We're the only country that doesn't solve this problem. Yeah, it, it's just incredible. It's got to change. There, there is no way an 18-year-old should be able to go purchase an assault rifle. And the only people that should have those are the police and, and military. And so it, it's got to change. And as I said, I hope it doesn't go into the background again as it has so often in the past. I agree with you, uh, and we'll probably be talking about this on other shows. I'm sure we'll bring it up to Cheryl Reed this week on her show. Uh, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for addressing that, Jeff. I appreciate it. Uh, good stuff on the NFL. We'll talk more. I think we're talk next week. We'll talk more about the quarterback position. I want to get more into Kellen Mond and how he could possibly develop. Uh, hey, the good thing about the NFL is always something to talk about. Thanks again to Brian Burnett. Thanks for, to Jeff Diamond. Thank you for listening to Talk Worth Talking.